Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Six o'clock in the KSL 24-hour newsroom. I'm Lee Lonsberry. KSL's top local story this hour, kind words were spoken today of former Utah Speaker of the House Becky Lockhart at a public memorial at the state capitol. We are gathered today to remember a great woman, a great legislator, and a great friend. Becky, we love you. We'll miss you till we meet again. Senator Kurt Bramble, Bramble said she was at the top of her game before retiring from the legislature. He said she felt it was time to move on to another challenge. Next, Jeb Bush arrived today to meet with Mitt Romney. He answered a couple questions as he was leaving Salt Lake International Airport. Mr. Bush was asked if there was any contention or animosity between the two since Romney told donors he's thinking of making another presidential run. Bush said no. KSL's top national stories this hour from ABC News. Senate Minority Leader Harry Reid will undergo surgery on Monday to repair damage he did to his right eye during an accident while exercising on New Year's Day. I was doing exercises that I've been doing for many years with those large rubber bands. And uh, one of them broke and spun me around and I crashed into these cabinets. He said he hopes to be back to work the following Monday. Next, President Obama is pitching a plan for universal child care at a liberal stronghold deep in Republican territory. The president told a crowd at the University of Kansas that with two working parents in many U.S. households, high-quality child care programs are must-have. He says, I don't want anybody being daycare poor. Coming up on KSL News Radio, we'll take a quick look at the roads and then move on to the weather forecast. The inversion returns. I'll give you the details next. KSL News Time is 6.01. Are you paying monthly mortgage insurance? Stop throwing away your hard-earned money. This is Rod with the 801 Approved Mortgage Team. We help people save thousands by offering mortgage loans without monthly mortgage insurance. If you have a loan with mortgage insurance, the 801 Approved Team can help you lower your payment and get rid of expensive mortgage insurance, even if you owe over 80% of the value of your home. With home values up and interest rates so low, now is the time to refinance and lock in your savings before rates go up. Whether buying or refinancing, the 801 Approved Team will shop multiple lenders and help you find a loan, a rock-bottom rate, and payment and no monthly mortgage insurance. It's why we crush banks and credit unions. When lenders compete, you win. Call 801 Approve or visit us online at 801approve.com and put us to work for you. The 801 Approve team is part of Altius Mortgage, NMLS 192521. Call us today at 801 Approve or online at 801approve.com. For the past three decades, Hiram Smith has been empowering businesses throughout the world. He is the co-founder and former CEO of Franklin Covey, author and widely acclaimed worldwide speaker. He is looking for business owners, executives, and training directors who are determined to make a difference in their organization. Experience an evening with Hiram. Hello, I'm Hiram Smith. Join me Wednesday, January 28th for an evening that just might change your life. Discover the three gaps. Values Gap, Leaf Gap, and Productivity Gap. I promise you that this event will help you develop a sense of mission, reduce chaos, and help you focus your talents on what matters most. Join us on Wednesday, January 28th at the Hilton Garden Inn in Salt Lake City for an evening you will never forget. For more on an evening with Hiram and to book your seat, visit 3gaps.com. The number 3, G-A-P-S.com, 3gaps.com, and start closing the gaps in your life. 
Hello, Utah. Toyota Bountiful, just off exit 315, wants to lower your car payment and get you into a brand new Toyota for under $200 a month. Lease a new 15 Corolla L for just $137 a month, or a 15 RAV4 all-wheel drive, just $198 a month, or a brand new Camry LE for just $199 a month. Trade in and get a new Toyota for under $200 a month, all at toyotabountiful.com, where we'll put a smile on your face. 2015 Winter Palooza is here. Saturday, January 24th at Southtown Expo Center. There's bounce houses, a rock wall, a two-story high ropes course, test your skills in two different laser tag arenas, mechanical bull rides, even a two-man Ferris wheel. Take free photos with all your favorite princesses and meet all the Avengers. Bounce around in the bubble balls, touch and hold creepy, crawly reptiles, and more. Get your $7 discount tickets at winterpaloozautah.com. Come play. Winterpaloozautah.com. Traffic and weather together brought to you by the all-new 2015 Toyota Camry. Here's Mark Jackson in the KSL Traffic Center. Still got major delays out of South Salt Lake, I-15 southbound. It is solid down towards 90th South Sandy, then sluggish but improving. Headed into Utah County down to about Lehigh Main Street. Northbound improving with slow spots headed for North Salt Lake. Sluggish up around Farmington, then a slow stretch up towards Kaysville. Well, this week, taxpayers start filing their taxes. Zions Bank's premier wealth management director, Keith Schmidt, shares some ideas for those expecting tax returns. Mark Jackson, the KSL Traffic Center. Quick look at the KSL weather forecast. Low temperature tonight, 24 degrees. Tomorrow, Friday, high of 42. Hazy skies that Haley's will stick around until Saturday. Then on Sunday, the temperature rises. Early next week, we'll see temps in the 50s. It's 34 degrees right now at 6.05. You get the top stories and breaking news the second it happens. I'm Lee Lonsberry, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM, Utah's news, traffic, and weather station. Tonight, let me speak to the governor. Governor Gary Herbert spends one hour answering your questions. Call 801 575 8255. Live. From the studios of KSL News Radio in Salt Lake City, in partnership with the Utah Broadcasters Association, it's Let Me Speak to the Governor. And we welcome you to our program tonight. Let me speak to the governor. I'm Doug Wright. It's been a while since I've hosted the program, Governor. It's great to, to be here, and it's great to see you. Well, it's great to have you back here for your late-night activities, <laughs> so I'm honored to be here with you. Thanks. Keeps me out of trouble to <laughs> Well, be here. that's right, and we need to keep an eye on you. KSL can keep an eye on me. You can, too. <laughs> and, by the way, all of us can participate in the program tonight by simply get on the, getting on the phone line. You can call 801 575 8255. We would love to hear from you wherever you are listening in the state of Utah. Our thanks to our stations that are carrying this throughout the state of Utah. Governor, there have been so many things going on today. The first thing I said uh, when I saw uh, Marty Carpenter, man, you've had a busy day. <laughs> this has been a busy, busy day, and we would be probably very remiss if we didn't start off with what was a very somber and uh, a very touching moment uh, here in our state as we have the memorial service in the Capitol Rotunda for Becky Lockhart. Well, you're right, Doug, and uh, it was a somber occasion, humbling uh, for me to be a part of it. Uh, I've known Becky and Stan Lockhart since 1991 when I first met them as they were a young couple being involved in local government issues, uh, Stan later went on to run for the or, or excuse me for the Provo City Council, and then Becky ended up, of course, running for the legislature in I think 1998. Uh, but I'd known them uh, in, in the early 90s, and uh, they were just a, a, a wonderful couple involved in uh, you know, wanting to make the community better. Mm -hmm. And uh, I got to know them; they became friends of mine. I've known them for all these many years. And to have this kind of sudden turn of events, which is just uh, so hard to comprehend and understand, has been hard on a lot of us in the state. We've never had a sitting, you know, Speaker of the House that's gone through this kind of turmoil. And uh, even though uh, Speaker-elect Greg Hughes was going to be taking over, she was still really f functioning in that capacity right. when she got ill. And so it was a nice opportunity for the state to really pay tribute to her and her memory and uh, and uh, 
celebrate her life and her contributions in so many different aspects. She's a very talented lady, did some wonderful things, uh, certainly was a was a tiger, you know, one to engage. She was not one to sit on the sidelines. She wanted to be involved, and she's done some really remarkably good things, been a good role model for all of us, not just women, which they talk about all the time, but for all of us as a good leader and a good example. Through this experience, I've had a fond memory. It actually included you back at the Republican uh, National Convention in Minneapolis-St. Paul. Uh, Mitt Romney joked that when we went back to our hotel, we were actually going so far it was back in Utah. And remember every evening, it was so late, and we'd all gather at that little Dairy Queen, I think, (laughs) or whatever it was, and we'd all have milkshakes, and the Lockhart's were there, you were there, Todd Weiler was there, and, you know, it's it's, it's amazing how connected we really are in this state. Well, and, and, you know, at 46 years of age, that's pretty young, and, and again, that's just a sudden turn of events that uh, obviously this is very rare. Um, my wife, one of her favorite memories from that very uh, time was they had with them uh, their son, Stephen, who's now a Mormon missionary in Virginia. And Jeanette has a picture of him standing up on his chair and all the hoopla and the cheering going on. And he's just shouting at the, at the top of his lungs. He's only about seven or eight. I love America. Yeah. And uh, we remember that time, and again, that's part of what uh, the Lockharts are about. They are proud Americans and done a great thing for the state of Utah in so many different capacities. Certainly, a, family. certainly a somber day, but a, a great day and a day of remembrance of uh, a, a great Utah. I, I loved what her daughter said. You know, she was a daughter of Utah. Yes, and uh, again, I think there are a lot of lessons for us all to learn. You know, you never know what's around the corner, so live today the way you should. Be kind to people. Love each other. Love your families. Go home and give your kids hugs every time you get a chance because you don't know. And uh, and we have a great state. It's got a lot of compassion and caring and and uh, the Lockhart's need that and, and others need it. And this will help energize us all mm-hmm. to be better people. And so out of difficult circumstances, sometimes we learn lessons and it helps improve our own lives. When you walk through the door, I said, for heaven's sake, how many governors and former governors do we have in the Beehive <laughs> State today? Uh, it, it really is remarkable, the news today. And I understand you met with uh, uh, John Kasich uh, up on Capitol Hill in the Gold Room. In fact, I just left him. Uh, he's uh, here uh, promoting a balanced budget amendment. Uh, he's spent 18 years in Congress. Uh, he certainly believes that uh, we need to put some reins on the spending that's going out of Washington, D.C., and having a balanced budget amendment would help that to happen. We've had our own Senator Hatch, who's been at the forefront of that for many, many years. And most people intuitively believe that there ought to be some ability, a requirement for the federal government to balance the budget rather than just have pro- profligate spending. Uh, John, uh, governor of Ohio, uh, doing a great job there, uh, just got reelected uh, by a significant margin. Um, uh, one of those who has been mentioned as maybe a presidential contender. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it was nice to have John here in town. And uh, we spent uh, about an hour together and kind of caught up and talked about things that we ought to be doing as states and, and our relationship with the federal government. Jeb Bush, of course, in the uh, state today. Are there any plans at all for you to meet with him, or is that just exclusively with Mitt Romney? Well, I think you've got to be running for president. Uh, <laughs> to, uh, but I know Mitt. Uh, we saw Mitt yesterday. And, uh, and of course, he's now a proud resident of Utah. Yeah. So he's not anymore the favorite adopted son of Utah. He's adopted Utah, so he's he's one of our own now. And so that's nice. That's smart on his part because it's a better place to live than where he's been living. And uh, so it, it, Mitt's here, and I know that he was talking with Jeb Bush. I've met Jeb on a few occasions, and uh, again, a quality guy who did an outstanding job as the governor of Florida. And so maybe they're going to flip a coin on who's going to go <laughs> forward on this next presidential race. Uh, and John Huntsman Jr., my old partner, was here today too, and it was good to see he and Mary Kay, and it was nice for them to stop by, and and uh, they're doing great things, uh, commuting back and forth between here and Utah, and their home in I think they're in Virginia, outside of the Beltway, or there of Washington D.C.'s on a number of boards, doing some great things. Just a, a wonderful family, and 
he's got two boys in the military in Annapolis and uh, just uh, they're proud parents of uh, and doing some really good things in their own right. So good to see them today, too. I've got a great list of things here that uh, we hopefully will get into, but I want to give our listeners the chance to ask uh, whatever questions they have first. And let's go to Charlie, who is joining us on the line right now on Let Me Speak to the Governor. Welcome, Charlie. Charlie, you there? I'm not sure where Charlie is on there. Let's we got him hooked on. Try one more time. Charlie, are you there? Uh, no, I don't know, so let's go to Al. Al, you're on Let Me Speak to the Governor. Go ahead. Well, good evening, Doug, and good evening, Governor. Good evening to you, Al. Anyhow, basically, I read in the news about a proposed ban on wood burning uh, from November 1 to March 15th, and it would exempt uh, homeowners whose homes are solely heated by wood or who reside in higher altitudes. And rest assured, I want to say that I believe full and clean air. And uh, But the part of the proposal that I find a bit dicey, I mean, just hypothetically speaking, suppose some homeowners might use their fireplace to say, 40% of the time, not not solely, but say 40%, or they might even use them as a backup contingency in case their conventional types of heating forms fail. I, I personally feel anybody using a fireplace or stove should be exempted, uh, regardless of percentage. Can I get your views on that? Sure. The challenge we face, of course, is this one of air quality. And, you know, how we conduct our lives today uh, are probably different than how we did them a generation ago. Uh, the air quality is an issue that becomes increasingly important for health care reasons as well as the ability to continue to grow the economy. And so it's interconnected with a lot of different issues out there. The suggestion of limiting, which was really the original suggestion, was to limit wood burning in our state came out of studies done by our universities that show that significantly uh, more impacting our air quality wood stoves and wood-burning fireplaces than we originally thought. Five percent of the pollution we see out in the air is really has to do with wood-burning stoves and fireplaces. So it has a significant impact. In fact, one hour burning one log in your fireplace is the equivalent of driving your automobile from from here to St. George and back again. So it's a significant impact. So the question is, what do we do to limit it? And and that's why we have public hearings. That's so we can understand the, the concerns of the people out there. There are some times it would be very appropriate to still continue to burn wood, uh, not during inversion days. It makes it a little more difficult. Certainly if we have an emergency, certainly if it's the sole source of heat. So it really it's a matter of seeing what can we do to address those circumstances so that we don't have some kind of draconian aspect to limiting wood burning in our state of Utah. We've put some money on the table to help people that's their sole source of heat to be able to transition to propane or natural gas and to help in that particular circumstance. Obviously, for emergency circumstances, that would be a, a situation where wood burning would be appropriate. We have people ask about EPA stoves. That's a common thing. Well, what if I've got an EPA-approved uh, a fireplace or a wood stove? And, of course, those are better, but it's only about a third better. And it's significantly worse than those who have natural gas or propane fireplaces. So we, we, it's a new time and it's a new challenge. Uh, we're having a number of public hearings throughout the state so the public can weigh in so that the Air Quality Board, which is charged with doing this, that's where it's coming from, it's out of the Air Quality Board, they will make the, the policy that, that actually is common sensible and really helps us with air quality and does not have some kind of overreach into your own private lives and the need to have a fireplace in your home. Governor, there's no pun intended by this comment, but this is a hot, hot topic. <laughs> we, I was just informed by Charles, who is answering our phones tonight, that we had uh, five wood-burning stove questions uh, and fireplace questions all stacked up. So, that, boy, this is a hot, pardon that, hot topic. Well, it, it, it goes down to people's civil rights. They think uh, it's difficult for the government to tell them what to do and conduct in their own life. It's like wearing seat belts in your automobile. Nobody likes to say, I, I, if I want to, I will, and if I won't, I won't. And to think it doesn't somehow impact other people when you're hurt or injured in an automobile. Uh, we had the same uh, discussion when we uh, changed the uh, air quality uh, laws for cigarettes. People using tobacco it used to be a very, very common thing. We have a reduction of tobacco use now, so it's not as big a deal. But when we said to people, you can't smoke in a public place, who are you to tell me? Yeah. 
We all remember being on airplanes in the restaurants where the guy right next to you would be in the in the non-smoking section, or you, you, you'd be in the smoking section. You'd be in the non-smoking section as if somehow the smoke didn't know the difference, uh-huh. or, or would say in its own boundaries. Well, we have the same kind of thing now with wood burning fireplaces and stoves that if it would stay just on your property, it wouldn't be a problem. But it's, it dissipates and goes into your neighbor's property, and it impacts our air quality. Salt Lake County has gone even a little more restrictive, not only on the red burning days, but on the yellow burning days within Salt Lake County. I talked with Mayor McAdams the other day about that and the health department in Salt Lake County. Are, are you okay with the local government's taking additional steps before the, the state decides what to do? You know, I, again, I'm a local control guy, so I'm a bottom-up kind of a fellow. I believe that we ought to hear from the people, and they talk to their local representatives and the, the city or the county and, and get that information. Certainly talk to our, our legislators and local representatives so that we get legislation that impacts the state. Um, but this really ought to be driven by uh, science and by good understanding of the challenges we face with our air quality issues and the impact that wood burning has on our environment. And it's not necessarily good, at, particularly at certain times of the year and versions. So let's work together. Again, I don't want to uh, you know, negate the fun of having a crackling wood fire going during the Christmas Eve, you know, as you're getting ready for Santa Claus to come down the chimney. But uh, we we need to also understand that there's a significant negative impact on air quality with wood burning in our state, and we need to address it. Governor Gary Herbert, of course, with us on Let Me Speak to the Governor. We appreciate our stations throughout the state carrying the broadcast tonight, and we would love to hear from you. The area code is 801-575-8255. Get on the phone line and speak to Governor Gary Herbert. Let's go ahead and take a a brief break for our stations online. This will be a four-minute break. Hi, I'm Gail Miller. At the Miller Group, we're fortunate to be able to contribute to the health care plans of about 4,000 of our employees. Unfortunately, there are still many young working families who, despite health care reform, still are not able to qualify for health insurance. This is a very serious problem that we simply cannot ignore. That's why I support Healthy Utah, a customized health plan designed by Utahns for Utahns that focuses on willingness to work and self-reliance. Community leaders are joining us in this effort, including many churches and religious groups and the entire health care community. Utah leaders must take the initiative to find Utah solutions. I invite you to join me in this effort to make our community a better and healthier place to live. To find out how to contact your legislator, visit HealthyUtahCoalition.org. I'm Doug Hopkins. You've seen me on the Discovery Channel's hit TV show, Property Wars. When it comes to flipping houses, cash is king. More money is being made flipping houses than ever before. We'll show you how you can make a quick $10,000, plus get all the cash you need to start flipping houses and making money. We're holding a free live seminar where we'll show you how to flip houses using other people's money. According to Realty Track, the average profit from flipping houses is an amazing $75,000. Here's your chance to start making serious cash. You need no prior experience and your credit rating doesn't matter. If it's a good deal, you'll get the funds. Don't want to fix and flip? We'll also show you how you can make a quick $10,000 finder's fee just by finding and referring good deals. Call 800-526-WINBIG to register for your free seminar. The first 100 to register also get our quick start kit, a $500 value, free. Seating is very limited. Call 800-526-WINBIG. That's 800-526-9462. It's festival time again, and one of the biggest shows you'll see during this year's Sundance Film Festival won't be in theaters. It'll be on the road with Acura, a presenting sponsor of the 2015 Sundance Film Festival. And right now, treat yourself to the same level of luxury the industry's biggest stars enjoy during the festival all year long, during your Utah Acura Dealer Celebrity Sales Event. So for attractive offers on performance that lasts long after the festival ends, hurry into Jody Wilkinson Acura downtown or Mike Hale Acura in Murray today. The deadline to sign up for health insurance is coming fast, and nearly half the people who are likely eligible to get help paying for it don't know it. At Humana's free event on January 24th, licensed agents can help you find out if you're eligible for financial assistance. Join Humana for Sign Up Saturday on January 24th. 
To find a free event in Salt Lake City, visit HumanaHelpsSaltLakeCity.com today. That's HumanaHelpsSaltLakeCity.com. Offered by Humana Medical Plan of Utah, incorporated or insured by Humana Insurance Company. We've all heard about the weight loss benefits of green tea. With no sugar, no sodium, only 8 calories, and a bunch of EGCGs, there's only one question left. What's your flavor? I like key lime, pineapple, strawberry, banana cream. Oh, the vanilla caramel cappuccino. <laughs> Almost sinful. If you haven't tried the raspberry cream, you have to live. Me? I like to mix that. Add a little orange and fruit punch together. Just crack open a bottle and toss in a pixie of green tea HP. Shake it up and you're on your way. When you drink green tea HP, it's the equivalent of drinking 50 cups of green tea in one setting. And with the proper diet and exercise, use it and lose it. What's your flavor? The mocha. Oh, the mocha. I want to try peach. Oh, me too. Try any of the wonderful 36 flavors of green tea HP. Free at any of the little green kiosks in Fashion Place Mall, Valley Fair Mall, Southtown, Layton Hills Mall, and Newgate Mall in Ogden. As well as Redcliffe's Mall in St. George. Green tea HP. Try it. You're gonna love it. And it does work. The governor answers your questions. Utah's most important issues on Let Me Speak to the Governor. It is great to have you along. Let me speak to the governor, and we appreciate you uh, not only listening, but calling in. Governor, we have a lot of calls to take, so let's get right back to the uh, phone lines, and I believe Charlie is waiting to chat with you. Charlie, go ahead. Hey, Charlie. Good after, Good evening. It's certainly a pleasure to talk to you, Governor Herbert. Well, thank uh, you. This is kind of kind of fun. Uh, I'm an educator, uh, have been for 32 years in the secondary uh, high school thing, and uh, I guess my question is, is there going to be a significant amount of uh, funding provided for uh, education? And, and I guess where I'd like to see it happen is, is kind of on the elementary level. Even though I'm in secondary, I'd like to see it happen in the elementary level. Front load that money and, and help solve those problems of overcrowding and, and teacher shortages before they come to my high school to where I struggle with them. Well, uh, good question, Charlie, and let me just tell you that uh, the answer to your question is yes. Uh, uh, my proposal is $503 million of new money this uh, budget cycle. Now, obviously, the caveat is will the legislature, in fact, uh, accept my recommendations, or will they modify and change the amount of money they want to put in? Uh, we have done some really good things over the last few years as far as we stopped the cutting, uh, with the recession, we've added more money. And if we put this $500 million in this year, that would mean over the last four years, we'll have put $1.3 billion of new money into education, most of it into public education. The $500 million we're proposing this year, would, about two-thirds of it would go to public education. Uh, with our goal of 66 by 2020 and trying to encourage more people to get into post-high school education, there becomes more and more a need to uh, uh, help with higher education and the challenge of more students going into higher education. So uh, it's not all about the money when we talk about education, but as I say many times, but it is some about the money. And I think that the legislature will be generous, and uh, I think you'll see significant new amounts of money going into education. Charlie, thank you for your phone call. And Kim joins us now on Let Me Speak to the Governor. Go ahead, Kim. Oh, hi. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you, Kim. Hi. Um, in Utah, we're pretty good about wanting to be self-sufficient, right? Yes. And we're pushing pretty hard with tax refunds and stuff like that for doing solar or some kind of renewable energy. But I was wondering, is the state doing anything to make it so that the power company actually has to purchase electricity from residential people? As it stands right now, you credit to a year, and the credit disappears after the year. And if you go over 100% of your usage, the power company just gets free electricity. Well, there are discussions going on and uh, with our um, our, our uh, commissions that work, our, that uh, control the rates uh, with the Rocky Mountain Power, for example, and uh, discussions of people that have excess power, generate their own power, and they are required to take it and put it on the grid. Are you being paid fairly for that? 
their concern is that somehow that their profitability will go down if they have too much of that that takes place and it becomes an economy of scale uh, where they have to generate a lot and then can't use their own and have to pay for others' uh, power that they don't need. And so their generation is designed to have uh, a supply that really kind of mirrors the demand. So you're kind of, as people supply their own energy, it kind of offsets that. That being said, I think there is a need and a desire to, in fact, uh, accommodate people who want to generate their own power, whether it's solar or wind or any other kind of power that they could generate on their own properties. And that discussion, I think, is ongoing. Um, and uh, our utility commissions uh, probably would be a part of that. I don't know where that stands right now, but uh, if you want to contact my office, we're more than happy to kind of give you an update and response. You can call my constituent service office. Uh, it's an easy number to remember, 538-1000. And uh, just ask for constituent services. We have people uh, answer that phone and a voicemail. You can leave a message to, and we'll try and get back with you and get you the most current, up-to-date information. And our number here on Let Me Speak to the Governor is area code 801 801- Five seven five eight two five five. We are going to take a brief break here at the bottom of the hour, and we ask everybody who is uh, hanging on the line to stay with us. We have some great questions. Uh, some folks want to talk about uh, UTA, others about prison relocation, uh, whether or not or how Utah may be affected by the upcoming the Supreme Court case uh, considering a gay marriage again. So all of that and more will be addressed with Governor Gary Herbert and, again, for our stations that are online throughout the state of Utah. We will take a five-minute break here. Our news time is 6.30. in the KSL 24-hour newsroom. I'm Lee Lonsberry. KSL's top local story this hour, a very close call for the sheriff of Daggett County in northeastern Utah today. He dodged attacks from a prisoner who managed to escape from the sheriff's car. Sheriff Jerry Jorgensen was taking Albert Mike Garcia back to jail after a court hearing when Garcia reportedly made a chilling request, just kill me. Then he managed to unbuckle his seatbelt, swing a spare set of cuffs at the sheriff, and jump from the back seat to the front. He dropped out of the passenger door as Jorgensen tried to stop the car. He was also able to get out of the belly chains and the cuffs. Garcia ran across a field and was on the lam for about a half an hour. He was not wearing shackles. In this case, we should have done it, but we didn't, and... uh... That's my fault, you know. Garcia will likely face new felony charges of escape and assault. Dave Colley, KSL News Radio. Next, a former Davis County English teacher pleaded not guilty to rape and sexual activity with a minor. Brianne Altice is facing 10 counts in all. Her attorney, Ed Brass, says he wants the victims in these cases to be heard separately instead of in one trial, and he has filed motions to suppress certain statements. KSL's top national story this hour from ABC News. Vice President Joe Biden is echoing President Obama's push to economically support the middle class. You want to spend? We can spend it. It's a tax break. $220 billion for people who are in the top one half of 1% of the country who are good people but don't need it. Or you want to help out middle class people. Mr. Biden also told the U.S. Conference of Mayors the U.S. economy is in good shape. Coming up on KSL News Radio, a quick look at the roads and then a shift over to weather. I'm going to tell you about the inversion, the haze, the smog that's overhead. KSL News Time is 6:31. What gets you to work on time? Faster updates on accidents. Use Triple Team Traffic mornings and afternoons on KSL News Radio. We are so fortunate to have four beautiful seasons. Well, except winter, of course, because it's too cold in, in summer, but only when it's too hot. Spring doesn't last long enough. Well, late spring, I mean, because early spring is still too cold, and we could do without so many leaves in the fall. Plus, there's a lot to do. Snow tires, find the windshield scraper, and tune up the furnace. Oh, yeah, the furnace. It needs to be done once a year and should be done right by a licensed, insured, bonded contractor like Whipple Service Champions. On sale for just $49. Call 801-444-FAST, where you get clean-cut, drug-tested, background-checked, red carpet-rolling, shoe-cover-wearing technicians who won't leave a mess and who get more than 100 hours of ongoing training a year. At just $49, our 21-point precision tune-up is the best value. Call Whipple Service Champions at 444-FAST, winter, spring, summer, or fall. Whipple, they come, eating troubles all gone. For emergencies, when you call today, we come today. You have dreams of building your own home, dreams of putting down roots, then watching your family grow, aspirations of creating something that actually feels like your own. 
You have grand visions of granite countertops and lofty goals for your large living room. You're picturing hardwood floors and soft, cozy carpets, high ceilings, and a low energy bill. Maybe you have big plans for little footsteps on a nursery floor. Or maybe you're looking to build a one-of-a-kind home that's perfect for two. You've got dreams of building your own home, but those are just dreams, right? After all, building a home can be a challenge. At Ivory Homes, we make it easy. We believe that those challenges shouldn't get in the way of your dreams. From design consultation to credit repair, we offer a full line of services to help people through the building process. We can even help you sell your existing home. If you're picturing yourself in a new home, picture this. Ivory Homes offers new homes in the best neighborhoods. Visit an Ivory Model home today or go to ivoryhomes.com. Traffic and weather together brought to you by the all-new 2015 Toyota Camry. Here's Mark Jackson in the KSL Traffic Center. Crash I-15 northbound around Centerville Parish Lane has just been reported. A live look from KSL Traffic Cam show it off to the right, but traffic is still heavy getting by it, and that slowdown stretches up to Farmington. Southbound, still slightly below speed limits. South Salt Lake to the south interchange, then heaviest from that point down towards Sandy, 90 at south. Then southbound I-15 remains heavy. Bluffdale to SR-92 into Utah County. Crash 5400 south. Eastbound traffic affected at 3800 west. Win with the ChooseNissan.com college sports update. New winners pick weekly. Receive tickets to a college basketball game. Enter at your local Wasatch Front Nissan dealers. Mark Jackson in the KSL Traffic Center. Now for a quick look at the KSL weather forecast. Low temperature tonight, 24 degrees. High tomorrow, 42. Hazy skies, more of the same Friday and Saturday. Sunday, highs in the 50s. 33 degrees right now at 635, and you get the top stories and breaking news the second it happens. I'm Lee Lonsberry, KSL News Radio, 102.7 FM and 1160 AM, Utah's news, traffic, and weather station. Reach out to Governor Herbert. Text 57500 or call him at 801 575 8255. It's Let Me Speak to the Governor. Governor Gary Herbert here with us uh, in studio in Salt Lake City. Thank you for listening throughout the state of Utah. Thanks to our Utah Broadcasters Association stations who are carrying the program tonight. Governor, we've had Andy, who has been very uh, patient, waiting on the line. Should we take his phone call next? I think so. Uh, We're calling Mr. Patient. There we go. Hi, Andy. Go ahead. Hey, gentlemen. Thanks for uh, letting me talk with you. It's a pleasure. Thank you, Andy. Hey, the the question I had is uh, I, I spoke personally with uh, Utah climatologist Robert, and uh, he said that the air quality, uh, he, he did he did agree with the ban, but he said that the air quality is actually getting better and has been over the years. With the, So I, I wonder why there's, with the restrictions that we have in place, uh, why, why put the hurt on the, the 5%? Well, a good question, Andy, and, and the good news is you've identified the fact that air quality actually is getting better over time. Uh, I'll just give you a, a statistic. Uh, over the last decade, 10 years, we've had about 350,000 more people move on to the Wasatch Front from you know Provo to Ogden. At the same time, we've been able to reduce the pollution by about 35%. So that's good. Uh, the bad news is um, the air quality is still not where it needs to be. And as we have under the guidelines of clean air through the Clean Air Act, the federal mandates are going down to PM 2.5, we have to reduce it even more. We have a unique circumstance here in in Utah. We actually pollute less than many parts of the country, but we live in this bowl, and so it's like a, a pot, a cooker that puts a lid on it, so we produce pollution even though it's at a lesser rate than other parts of the country. When you put a lid on it, it just captures it. And what we found from the science and the studies that have been done at the University of Utah is that uh, it, wood burning is a significant, disproportionately impacts our air quality. So, yeah, it's just 5%, but you can't keep going to the refineries and industry and others and say, well, it's, this problem is your problem. You guys need to fix it. They've already are spending hundreds, I mean hundreds and millions of dollars on new regulations and the best available technology and we're getting uh, had some good results but for a little bit of money we can have significant dramatic results with the wood burning so it's just where is the cost to benefit 
And it really isn't all of the above. We we can't get the air quality to, to where most of us would want it to be unless we all do our part. Wood burning is just a part of it. But automobile driving, what we do with our automobiles and, and uh, cleaner burning fuels and more efficient automobiles, you know, less idling, you know, how we insulate our, our houses and uh, more efficiency with our home heating, those kinds of things. Industry certainly has a role to play, but it really is an all-of-the-above approach. That's why the Air Quality Board is saying, hey, let's talk about uh, some kind of limitation and restriction on wood burning because we get uh, a lot of impact, a lot of bang for a few bucks. Change of culture, there's no question about it. But it's like I said earlier, you know, we used to smoke and use tobacco in public places. Governments finally come in for health uh, issues and said, you know, you just can't do that anymore. It, it is a change of culture. I know it's hard. But again, that's why we have public hearings. So show up to these public hearings we have around the, the state. Let your voice be heard. And if we all contribute to that discussion, I'm positive we'll get to that right point that maybe is the optimal for us to protect your civil liberties and rights and also improve the air quality. Governor, we have the legislative session, which is just uh, literally around the corner now, just uh, days, hours away. Last year, uh, with Kitchen v. Herbert, uh, the case before the Supreme Court from the Tenth Circuit Court of Appeals on uh, same-sex marriage, it was pretty much said here in the state of Utah that we would not entertain legislation, things of that nature. Senator Urquhart's bill, for example, on statewide anti-discrimination in, in housing and uh, employment, while that was being decided by the court. Well, the court decided not to decide in that, but they appear ready to decide in the Sixth Circuit Court, which will, uh, you know, speaking of the, the good governor of Ohio who is here today, uh, Kentucky, Michigan, Tennessee, and so on. Do you anticipate the same thing on Utah's Capitol Hill this year that will put the brakes on anything that has to do with uh, same-sex rights, things of that nature, while this is winding its way to the court? Well, there's always the concern of kind of getting the cart before the horse. And uh, you, you don't want to jump out there and do something that later you find out is wrong or incorrect based on some court's interpretation. Uh, Utah's always wanted to have this resolved, and we always believed that it could not be fully resolved until it went to the Supreme Court and had the, them weigh in on it and make a decision. Not because they're necessarily going to be right, uh, we hope they're right, but because they're last, and they make the ultimate decision on this. So uh, for those who care about the merits of the case, you know, you can read the dissent that happened here in the Tenth Circuit uh, that upheld the Utah position. Or you can read the a majority opinion in the Sixth Circuit. Uh, it really is the arguments of Utah. That being the case, uh, I expect that there will be discussion in this legislative session on anti-discrimination and making sure that people are treated fairly and with respect and not discriminate based on uh, no discrimination based on you know housing and work uh, but I think you'll also find people concerned about making sure that we have protection for religious rights also at the same time that somehow we don't have an encroachment upon a person's right to worship how where and what they may and in the process of their lifestyle and doing what they need to do, whether it's in their religious services or in their own private life. And uh, and that's going to be a, a, a difficult debate because they, they butt up against each other. So, uh, But I think uh, you know we'll move ahead, whether they'll wait for the Supreme Court to make the decision. Uh, it's maybe too early for me to predict that, but uh, I think we'll be watching very closely. And I think most people think we'll have a decision with the Supreme Court by the summer. We have uh, Mark, who is standing by to speak with Governor Herbert. Mark, go ahead. Thank you, uh, Governor. appreciate you taking the call. Thank um, you, Mark. Do you, uh, my question is kind of rhetorical, but don't you think that uh, we Utahns shoot ourselves in the foot and hurt ourselves by really emphasizing the air quality issue? I mean, over 90% of what we see out there is actually naturally generated ozone uh, and sunlight scattering on snow, mixing with the air. I mean, it's a natural phenomenon that we, that, I mean, we're trying to change 4%. And by doing that, studies show that we are hurting tourism. We're actually scaring people from moving into the area because they're, they're thinking we're not doing anything about it. When over 90% is something we can't even help. Well, there is the concern that if if we, in fact, you know, 
see everything negatively, that that will spill out to other things we're doing, whether it's tourism and travel, whether it's uh, uh, businesses want to relocate here, and we have uh, maybe a distorted view of what the truth is. You know, the science ought to dictate to us what we need to do going forward. Sometimes on these inversion days, it looks worse than it is, uh, I guess is what you're trying to exclaim. We have as bad air in, in uh, along the Wasatch Front as probably any place in the, in the country. And let's compare with L.A. Uh, so we have what we call spikes, and we have really bad air days because of inversion. But we only have about 18 to 20 of them a year, whereas in Los Angeles they have about 125 or 130 of them a year. So therein is kind of the difference. Our air quality is not near as bad in that regard as Los Angeles, although we have these spikes. That being the case, it's not a matter of saying it's acceptable. It's a matter of identifying what we can do to improve it. Uh, our tourism, by the way, is growing. Uh, we grew last year about 7.8%, a really a large number. So tourism and travel is still increasing. Our economy is, uh, we'll find numbers tomorrow. You'll find that our unemployment rate is going to drop again from the 36 that we're at today. We are growing at a 3.9% GDP uh, rate, which is more than double the national average. We are probably the most healthy, diverse economy in America right now. And so we're having good things happen. We need to anticipate the challenge we face going forward with growth pressures, which in, impacts uh, pollution, and, and never strive for perfection. We may not get there, but let's strive for it, and that mean, includes air quality. Governor, we had Terry on the line, but apparently he had to drop off. But he had a really good question, and uh, he hung on for, for a considerable amount of time. So let me ask it on his behalf. Okay. He was asking your thoughts on prison relocation and where we stand at this point. Well, prison relocation uh, is something that we need to uh, take a hard look at because of uh, an outdated prison, not necessarily just because of the location. That's a misunderstanding. Uh, We have a a need to rebuild a prison, and we can either remodel and have some limitations on that in the existing site and location or build a new place uh, on site, which will still cost us $350 million, or if we're going to do it anyway, is there a better site to locate locate the prison? And the benefit of that would freeze up some of the most uh, probably important, valuable pieces of real estate, which help, which would help our economy. So that's all part and parcel of the debate. I think the legislature is going about this in the right way. They're being very deliberative. They're getting public comments and public input. And if there is a better place uh, to build a prison than there at Draper, then we should do it. If there's not a better place than Draper to build a prison, then we shouldn't. But we're going to have to rebuild someplace. And it may be in, in place at Draper or right next door or in some other location. So the search goes on, and I'm confident we'll find the answer to that question. Let's go to Chad, who has also been very patient with us. Hi, Chad. You're on the uh, program. Let me speak to the governor. All right. First, Governor Herbert, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to take calls from just the regular Utah. I appreciate it. Well, thank you. I enjoy doing it. This is uh, one of the better things I do. Wonderful. Hey, I just got a simple question, and it's more of an opinion, because, sir, I realize UGA isn't under the state of Utah government, and you're not over them in any way. But I'm curious, in your opinion, why doesn't UGA run fare-free, like the bus system up in Cache County does? Well, it's been brought up before, Chad, as you probably know, and it's probably always on uh, the docket for reconsideration to revisit the idea. Should we have low cost or no cost when it comes to our uh, UTA fares? Something that costs are too high now, that it's not as uh, productive economically to take, uh, you know, whether it be uh, light rail or the heavy rail system front runner as opposed to driving your automobiles. There will come a time in the future, I'm sure, that where it will become a lot more convenient to use mass transit than it is today. So some of what we're doing is building not only for just now but for the next generation as we continue to grow fast and, and have more density here, uh, particularly along the Wasatch Front. Um, the UTAs addressed the issue in the times past, and their arguments have been uh, unless you have a little skin in the game, sometimes the travel gets abused. People that use it that don't need it uh, and, and shouldn't be using it, and that makes it more difficult for those who would want to use it and need to use it and takes away some of the convenience and quality of the ride experience. So there's probably a, a right uh, number there, an optimal number, which is not too high and not too low. 
but I, I know they've tried to, to address uh, free fare. We've encouraged them to, at least on certain days, to have free fares so everybody can try it and find out if they like it. It's pretty hard to become a, a UTA user if you've never done it before. But maybe that first time you'll see the convenience and the, and the quality of the ride and say, hey, this is worth doing a few times a, a week or a month and uh, get people hooked on UTA. Governor, here's a question that was submitted to us, and this is not exclusive to Utah, but sadly we too, along with other areas of the country, have had uh, more than is the norm, officer-involved shootings. In one week alone, we had four. Uh, there were three fatalities out of those various encounters. And now there are various things uh, afoot, including on Utah's Capitol Hill, uh, some calling for a legislative task force to really look look into this. What are your thoughts on this? And does Utah, perhaps statewide, need to have a, a standard for the review of these shootings? Well, let me just tell you my background as a county commissioner working with sheriffs, not only in my county, but around the state. Uh, now as lieutenant governor and governor working with our state troopers. And uh, I can tell you that uh, without exception, I found very wonderful uh, people that take their job very serious and put their life on the line each and every day when they walk out the door. So I appreciate and applaud their public service and um, their willingness to keep us safe. That being said, there's been such an outbreak here in not only in Utah but around the country that does give us pause and say, are we training correctly? Uh, are we making sure that they get enough training? Are we spending too much time at the target range and not enough time in how to address people and, and maybe diffuse a situation? So that at least is being reviewed by our uh, commissioner and uh, making sure that we have the proper training for our troopers. I expect others are taking a look at this and review that process. There may be some things we can do with the legislature as far as a review and those kind of things. But uh, again, for all of us, you know, uh, when the the police officer says, you know, stop and I want your name, we should comply. We should, in fact, uh, shouldn't be in a harassment situation, but we ought not to, to bolt or run or pull a knife or do other things that would cause the the police officer to, to get a little nervous. So I, I think we all have uh, can do better. And I want to make sure that we have at least our troopers in the state level trained and have the resources. We put a, a million dollars, million and a half dollars, I guess, into the budget now for body cams, which I think will help the public and help the police. Uh, to make sure that, you know, that, that everything's open and transparent. So we're doing some things right now, and and maybe this is just kind of a, a blip on the radar screen. I hope it is. It's not a pattern. We will take a, a brief break here for our stations online. It will be a four-minute break, and we'll come back with a uh, short uh, segment with Governor Herbert. We like to uh, ask some fun questions here at the end of the program. And let me speak to the governor. Thank you for being part of the program tonight, and our thanks to Governor Herbert for joining us again. This will be a four-minute break. Hi, I'm Lane Beatty, President and CEO of the Salt Lake Chamber. When federal programs are passed down to states, there are oftentimes problems. One size rarely fits all, and what may work in New York or California may not be a good fit in Utah. That's what's happened with Obamacare and health care reform. A loophole has left many working Utah families without access to health insurance. A Utah solution called Healthy Utah has been created for Utahns by Utahns. It allows the tax dollars that Utahns have already paid to the federal government to be brought back to our state, enabling many working Utah families to get coverage through private insurance companies and not through federal expansion. Healthy Utah will ensure the most effective and affordable health care coverage for every Utah. Please join me and the hundreds of Utah businesses, large and small, who are supporting Healthy Utah. To find out how to contact your legislator, visit HealthyUtahCoalition.org. If you've been in a car crash or fender bender and you're not sure what to do next, call Go Collision Repair. Go Collision Repair will guide you through the claims process and will even talk with your insurance to ensure you get the very best outcome in repair. Carl Schmidt and the staff at Go Collision have precision equipment and the highest quality trained staff to do repair and replace your vehicle's damages in a seamless and safe fashion. 
Go Collision will guarantee restoration of your vehicle back to pre-accident condition. And unlike other body shops, Go Collision uses procedures and techniques specified by the vehicle manufacturer. There is absolutely no other body shop that will work harder for you. Call Go Collision Repair. They care about their customers' 100% complete satisfaction. Plus, you'll get a pair of jazz tickets or a one-hour massage from Aspen Falls Spinal Care Center. For the best in body work, painting, anti-chip coatings, and custom vehicle graphics, remember, Go Collision Repair. Visit them at go-collision.com. That's go-collision.com. Go Collision. They will go the distance to earn your business. I'm Doug Hopkins. You've seen me on the Discovery Channel's hit TV show, Property Wars. When it comes to flipping houses, cash is king. More money is being made flipping houses than ever before. We'll show you how you can make a quick $10,000, plus get all the cash you need to start flipping houses and making money. We're holding a free live seminar where we'll show you how to flip houses using other people's money. According to Realty Track, the average profit from flipping houses is an amazing $75,000. Here's your chance to start making serious cash. You need no prior experience and your credit rating doesn't matter. If it's a good deal, you'll get the funds. Don't want to fix a flip? We'll also show you how you can make a quick $10,000 finder's fee just by finding and referring good deals. Call 800-526-WINBIG to register for your free seminar. The first 102 register also get our quick start kit, a $500 value, free. Seating is very limited. Call 800-526-WINBIG. That's 800-526-9462. Hello, Utah. Holy cow. How does no payments until April sound and a brand new Honda for under $200 a month? All at Performance Honda Bountiful off exit 315, where you can lease a new 15 Civic Sedan CVT LX for only $159 a month. Or a 15 Accord Sedan CVT LX for only $199 a month. All at Performance Honda Bountiful, where we will put a smile on your face. Your local transportation update. Utah's transportation needs are growing faster than our funding, putting our economy and quality of life at risk. But if we act now, Utah could enjoy cleaner air, better transit, faster commutes, snow-plowed streets, and fewer potholes on our roads. Not to mention a strong transportation system brings new business, more jobs, and a vibrant economy to our state. Keep Utah moving. Learn more at utahtransportation.org and saferoadsutah.com. What's your question for Governor Herbert? Call 801-575-8255. This is Let Me Speak to the Governor. It's great to have you along tonight. Thank you so much for participating. We like to reserve the very last and, and very short part of uh, Let Me Speak to the Governor to uh, to chat with the Governor about some perhaps less earth-shaking things, but interesting <laughs> things nonetheless. So, Governor, uh, it's interesting what, what these uh, these questions do reveal. And first of all, first of all, all of us, we make our New Year's resolutions. And I've always wondered, and apparently, based on some uh, questions we have, others are wondering too, <laughs> what were your resolutions and how are they going? Well, I was going to lose seven pounds and I was going to play more tennis. And I've got six and a half pounds yet to go <laughs> on my my weight loss program. So that's going very well. Yeah, going very well. I'm mean, at least in the right direction. And I've got a little tennis elbow, so I haven't been able to play tennis. Uh, you know, I tried to get out once a week and hit the ball around. And so I'm going to try to start back up again next week, and maybe I'll be part of my weight loss program too. <laughs> Here's a, a football question. Uh, Patriots, Seahawks, Super Bowl, February 1. First of all, which team are you rooting for? Well, I'm going to pull for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, I used to have a business up in Seattle, so I'm a little partial to the West Coast anyway. Uh, but I'm going to bet on the Patriots <laughs> <There you> <laughs> because I think Seattle was pretty lucky to get into the game. Uh, Green Bay should have beaten them. But the Patriots are putting it together at the right time. They've got a great quarterback. And, and uh, so I, I think the smart money is on, on the Patriots. Is that because of the deflated ball, do you think? Uh, you know, if they know how to get the referees <laughs> to deflate the balls, then they've got another advantage going with them. So. You know, today, as Governor Jeb Bush was coming into the airport, uh, our par- Paul Nelson, who was out there covering that, and got me my yeah, uh, exclusive, exclusive. seven-second seven interview with, with Governor Bush. But uh, 
all kinds of people already coming in for Sundance. Yes. And over the next uh, several days and couple of nights, celebrities will be flying in from all over the, the place. First of all, maybe a thought on Sundance. And during Sundance, have you ever had a close encounter with a celebrity? Well, yes, absolutely. I have. Robert Redford, for one. You know, And uh, we appreciate uh, Mr. Redford and his efforts and the Sundance Film Festival. It's been a great blessing for Utah. I, John Kasich, who we talked about being here earlier from Ohio, Governor Kasich, remarked about uh, what a wonderful thing the Sundance Film Festival was. Uh, one night I was there and I saw Bill Murray uh, and uh, Robert Duvall and Sissy Spacek. All together in a little receptionized that too, and we got our pictures taken with them, and that was kind of a highlight for me of the Sundance Film Festival. But it's again, it's an exciting time for us when we see these celebrities we see yeah. on TV and in the news that are walking our streets here in Utah. It is kind of fun on the Close Encounters. Oh yeah, I remember the one year that uh, Brian Wilson of the Beach Boys was just up there, and he was kind of going from place to place, sitting down, playing the piano, and jamming with folks. Yeah. And it's 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 fun to see that. All right, final quick question. We have about uh, 20 seconds here. We're here in, this, in winter. It's winter in Utah. You're a tennis player, as you have yes, already said. I move indoor during the winter. So what do you do for fun? Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of things to do for fun. It's, it's beautiful. Uh, drive up the mountains during the snowfalls, you know, is just about as beautiful as you can find. So uh, snow-capped mountains and the snow up in the canyons is really beautiful. And so it's a nice drive for me. I'm not uh, much of a skier or Uh, in that regard, but uh, I have a great appreciation for our outdoor recreation and our winter sports here. I like the seasons, frankly. I like the fact that we change. It's not always the same. I think I'd be bored in Hawaii because it's always just nice. (laughs) So I I like the cold. I like the snow. I I like the beauty of the mountains, and I like the four seasons. That's one of the great things about Utah. And if it gets too cold, go south. You know, we've got Utah's Dixie, and we've got some great places down south, which uh, is just beautiful. One last thing before you sign off. Greg Miller, who's gone to all continents, and he's Land Rover. I was with him just uh, a week ago. I says, of all the places you've been in the world, what's the most beautiful place you've seen? He's gone like 200,000 miles, and he's yeah. Land Rover everywhere. He says, there's no be- more, more beautiful place than Utah, and southern parts of Utah are the most beautiful places I've seen in the entire world. Yeah, absolutely. I concur with that. Governor, thank you so much for joining us tonight. We appreciate you being here. Thanks to our stations uh, throughout the state of Utah. Thanks to our listeners for being part of the program and those who called in on Let Me Speak to the Governor. Hi, welcome to AT&T. Hi, can you tell us more about rollover data? Yeah, 